Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, welcome to the calls. It's Wednesday uh, evening and uh, American Liberties call. And again, we have Dave Merlin. And uh, last Saturday... Uh, you know, everybody went to the email, I guess, and saw that he had it on his show. And um, I was away for the weekend, but here I am. And uh, uh, not so much has been going on in, in my camp for the last couple of days or for the last several days regarding the IRS or anything. But uh, I know that we, we're getting people to join uh with the affidavit, the civil lawsuit, and that's a good thing because now a, an attorney has been assigned to the, to the case. And so more affidavits to go in, the more, the more it would help uh, wake up that Americans are, are sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of the corruption. And you saw it in the emails, I guess. There was an email going around. A judge um, did something with 250 prosecutors. Uh, I don't know about firing them, but but dismissed them all from the case because of so much corruption. And uh, and so you know, judges need to be aware that you know they um, they're part of the criminal activity. And the more, you know, I can't say it enough. I don't know how to say it in in any other terms. But, you know, if we keep doing very little, a lot's going to happen what we're not happy about. Let's put it that way. And so the more noise, the more on point subject matter we can be and not going down these rabbit holes of, of theories like Dave is, uh, you know, I've been reading the book, Section 83, over and over. For the last few days, I've been, uh, haven't been feeling that well, so I just sit and read most of the time, get away from the phone and the computer. And every day, every hour that I read this, and I'll read the same page maybe four different times within a, an hour or two, and I get something out of it each and every time. This book, is written. I, mean, I don't see how it could be written any better. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's right on point. And Dave covers everything, everything. What the Supreme Court has said, how the DOJ argues their position in unrelated cases, but the fact means what any and property and and several other points he makes. It brings it out where. If it works for them, it's got to work for you. It has to. It can't be in. They can't have it both ways. And then when you're only named in the statutes, excuse me, when you're only named in the regulations but not in the statutes, they can't use a void statute to you know that doesn't exist to to penalize you. They use the right regulations, and that's against the rule of law which we know now the rule of law is getting to be uh, watered down some. So it's up to us to do what we need to do if we want what we want to be done. And so I'd like to invite Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Take it away. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Can you hear me? Uh, We can hear you well. Okay. That was Orange County, California, where the judge... Uh, basically kicked uh, in the neighborhood of 250 prosecutors to the curb. And uh, I think there's an examination underway of a bunch of cases that they've handled. And if I recall correctly, that's an e- uh, 
that's a story that I saw about a month ago. It was uh, a widespread practice of the prosecution to send plants in to the jail system to uh, befriend the defendants and get more get the defendants to talk to their hired uh, informants. And that's a violation of the rights to counsel for the uh, prosecution to have people on the payroll communicating with the defendant without disclosing that you're talking right to the prosecutor when you talk to the informant. So uh, it's nice to know a judge is that close to being on the job but Chris was right. They're part of the problem. They are as corrupt as the day is long. And this is probably an instance where the judge just doesn't like the prosecutors. It's not because they like the law. Believe that. Uh, welcome to the call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll, nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. Now, uh, Saturday's call was not recorded. And uh, I spent the time addressing uh, what I feel should be a, a common concern among parents. Uh, the Democrats have proven they got no business near a child. And uh, I led all the callers to a couple of videos on YouTube that prove that uh, hip-hop is just code name for ghetto pedophilia because you got kids being taught that pumping is dancing in the name of art and music. And uh, the Democrats, progressives, communists, Marxists, whatever you want to call them, that 51% of the country that voted in that liar in the White House um, they think that's what should happen to children. Half the country has no business near a child. And many years ago, they said, we're going to take over the universities and the grade schools and the junior high and the high schools, and we're going to become teachers and teach all the children Democratic or Democrat Party politics as correct. And so rather than teach them about their rights, rather than teach them how to read a statute, they teach them that you should rely on the government for everything. And you see this, uh, this push against religion. Uh, the Oklahoma State Supreme Court just held that the Ten Commandments have to come off of the lawn. I think it was at the state capitol there. And when you look at the Ten Commandments, and you picture a push against them. I think you got to call the uh, Democrat, uh, the Democrat Party, the opposite of the Ten Commandments. Now, what would that be? Um, worship anything you want as a god, and uh, make idols. And let's see. Commit murder, please. Dishonor and your get, mother and father. And steal whatever you want. Well, I was getting to that. That's the punchline, Chris. Um, steal whatever you want. Uh, covet your neighbor's goods. Lust after your neighbor's wife. Please commit adultery. And by doing this, you honor your mother and your father. That's that's uh, quite a set of standards to pursue, isn't it? You greasy Democrat. You stay away from my children or I'll kill you. They're against that set of rules. Take the first four or five away. Those are the ones that talk about uh, shall hold no other God before me, uh, uh, no idol worship, Keep the uh, Sabbath sacred. Let's just set those aside for the purposes of this exercise 
so that the liberal can't say, well, you're forcing me to believe in a, in a, a higher power. Let's just set those aside. Honor your father and mother. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't commit murder. Well, how come, you know, I want to hear an argument against that. You greasy Democrat. I want to hear an argument why those are terrible standards. Why do you stand for committing murder? Why do you stand for committing adultery? and not honoring your father and your mother, uh, which means you can just idolize the ghetto retarded when they chant, hump, spit, and swear at all the children about dog-style butt sweat. Wow, that, that, that's quite a life you're living there, Democrat, liberal, progressive, Hillary, Barry. What a, what a nasty half of the country. And uh, where I'm going with this, is uh, I've got a way for churches and bakeries to do what they do and not fear retaliation or at least successful retaliation by queers that want to get married no matter who makes the cake. It's, it's not that it's easy. Okay, I've been around a long time. I know a lot about the law. And what you've seen me do with the tax code is uh, I look at a statute and I go, hey, i got a lot of tools right here. And I pick up the right tools for the job and I craft an argument. And if I were a baker, let's say I had a bakery and... uh, your uh, normal person that wants to marry somebody of the opposite gender and I've got a program in place where you can come in and uh, we'll discuss which one of these fine cakes you want me to bake for your normal marriage, your normal wedding, I mean, and uh, what kind of flowers and what do you want me to include in the... uh, Maybe I'm a pastor. What do you want me to say when I join you two in normal, holy matrimony? And we concur on a certain set of guidelines for uh, what I'm going to provide for your wedding ceremony. Copyright it. Copyright it. It's part of the fee. You pay me a fee, and what we agree upon, I'll copyright Or I might copyright it even before I meet you. So I've got a product that's copyrighted. Are you with me? It's copyrighted. Here's a presentation, a ceremony that I put together myself. It's copyrighted. This is what I sell. I don't sell services. I sell a copyrighted interpretation of matrimony. And if somebody comes in, a male, and they want to marry another male or a female that wants to marry another female, I don't offer any services that are tailored to you. The only thing I offer are services to exercise my license to this copyrighted ceremony. I don't have rights to another ceremony to exercise and I purchased a license from the creator of this ceremony, this this interpretation of matrimony, and that's what I sell. The services I sell are under license. I implement this copyrighted ceremony and I'm bound by the license to not apply the ceremony in any way, shape, or form to a homosexual union, whether you call it marriage or otherwise. How do you like me now? Sounds good. Oh, doesn't it? Sounds like liberty. Sounds like religious freedom. Sounds like conscience uh, protection. 
And if I had a license, this is what this is the only thing I sell. I don't sell baking services. I sell uh, what I purchased under license from the person that copyrighted this ceremony. I'm licensed to implement this ceremony, and it's against my license to apply it to a homosexual wedding. And so you either purchase what I do or you want somebody that offers a totally different set of services than what I offer. There. Wasn't that easy? Um, If everybody would go to brainyquote.com, B-R-A-I-N-Y, brainyquote.com, and they got all the last names of people that have brainy quotes uh, alphabetized. Click on E and find Einstein and read all of Einstein's quotes. You're going to find several devoted to faith. Uh, You're also going to find uh, several devoted to science. And you're going to find some that express his ideas regarding simplicity. I'm not smarter. I just took more time to study the topic. And uh, a bunch of quotes from Einstein there. There's probably upwards of, uh, I don't know, 70. I read read them all yesterday. And uh, read through there about what he feels about intellect. He says it's really just, it's simple. And uh, if something can't be expressed simply, you haven't spent enough time on it. Uh, The perfection of science is the ability to explain it to a barmaid, (laughs) something like to that effect. So here it is. It's simple. It's in plain sight. And I just had to think about it for this. uh, It's almost a week since their decision. And uh, I think I found a way for anybody that offers services uh, related to a normal wedding uh, to isolate themselves from any contention that they ought to offer the same services to gays. Why? Uh, You either want my interpretation of matrimony or you want somebody else. I only have one interpretation and that's what I sell. I don't sell services. I'm an artist. I sell an interpretation of marriage. And uh, you might offer a different interpretation for gay weddings, saying here's my interpretation of gay weddings. If you're interested, I haven't had anybody uh, say anything nice about it yet, but for what it's worth, it's my interpretation. Here's a chocolate brown cake with... uh, with a drawing of this on the side, and uh, it comes with this uh, frosting trim on the cake that's made out of ground fish heads. That's my interpretation. You're welcome to it. I'll do it for you. And uh, it costs a lot of money because uh, it's pretty nasty to make. It costs a lot more money to pay me to clean your toilet than it does to clean your sink. And so you simply turn off the other market and you sell a license. I will interpret marriage according to this license that I got for this ceremony and I'm bound by contract to not do it another way. That's all. And I just made an end run around 51% of the country that thinks that, uh, Abnormal is the way America should be. Anyway, uh, that's how personal I took this decision of last uh, Friday by the Supreme Court. And uh, I would like to challenge the health care bill my way. No one's done it yet. You can't buy insurance unless you buy it in your state. 1897, Algar versus Louisiana. Algar was a resident of Louisiana. Louisiana had a law that says you can't buy insurance from outside the state. 
And Algar had a shipping company in New York. He bought insurance out of New York. And Louisiana came down on him under that law, and he took it all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, and they said, you got the right to contract in interstate commerce all over this country. It's a fundamental right. And so that Louisiana law was held to be unconstitutional. 1897, count with me, how many years ago is that? It's 118 years ago. And I got the right against compulsory exercise of my rights. You can't compel me to contract. You can't compel me to enjoy my money. And you can't compel me to associate with another private person, natural or artificial. And yet they tell you, you have to buy health insurance from private companies. You have to associate with this doctor that wasn't your own beforehand. You have somebody else looking up your skirt that you don't even know. And you have to enjoy your money this way by buying this policy. Why would the government tell you that? Well, because it's doing the bidding of the entities that bought up all the health insurance companies. And so the government is requiring you to go spend your money with a bunch of corporations owned by the people that wrote the health care bill called private interest. And that's who the, gov- that's who the, the president is serving that's who the Democratic Party is serving, Pelosi and Reid. That's who they're serving. And it's a way to get more money out of your pocket. Well, if you want to keep your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And I'm a liar. We're going to reduce uh, premiums by $2,500 on the average. And I'm a liar. And here's the law that requires you to do what I think you should be required to do because I'm a wholly owned subsidiary of these private companies that own the healthcare industry. Wasn't that easy? There's a show you may have heard of, the Billy Cunningham show. If you went to the web and did a search for the Billy Cunningham show, I'm going to give you this web address. Hang on. I'm going to step out of the pool here, put down my umbrella drink, and uh, make my way past the bikini-clad kelp that tends my pool. If there's any noise in the background, I apologize. i got a crew over here today to help me replace the, the mast on my yacht. Let's see here. Okay, we're in business. I'm going to copy and paste this link into the chat, but it's uh, numerals 700wlw.com. If you went to that site, 700wlw.com, and you did a search for podcasts for the Billy Cunningham show, eventually you'll come to this. I'm clicking on Talk Show American Liberties right now. I'm going to the to the chat here. Launch application. Talk Show Pro. That's me. Dial in. I turn myself off of the audio there. Here we go. Go to this web address. That's the Billy Cunningham Show. Listen to the June 26th broadcast. And he does a great job of explaining a couple more aspects of the health care bill that drive premiums up. There's a whole bunch. They had Jonathan Gruber scheme for a couple years on how to screw people the most with this law. And the guy is a genius, Uh, just like Wesley Allen Dodd was a genius. Who's Wesley Allen Dodd? Well, he was convicted and put to death for what he did to a bunch of four- and five-year-olds in his van with haywire here in Washington State. So I'll give Jonathan Gruber that much. 
But when I go to this link, it's on 700wlw.com media slash podcast, Bill Cunningham, Bill Cunningham, and there's there's several different episodes of Billy Cunningham's show you can listen to. Listen to the June 26th podcast. Um, the healthy people, the young people, can stay on their parents' policies. And so they pay a lot less, which forces others to pay more in their premiums. You can get on with an existing condition, and the healthcare companies can't refuse you, which increases the premiums of those who can afford them. And you can keep your doctor if you want, but your doctor can't stand it, and he's quitting the industry in droves that drives all the premiums up. you got to listen to the June 26th episode of uh, Billy Cunningham. He bills himself as the great American. He's won the Marconi Award, award twice. Uh, he's really pretty good. Uh, I already listen to so much uh, news talk radio, I can't really find time to squeeze in Billy Cunningham, but this particular episode, and this is evidence that I shop around, uh, I listen to a lot of people, and I came across this episode um, Sunday night, and uh, it's the June 26th taping, which was like last Friday, was it? Uh, June 26th, 28th. Yeah, it was last Friday, last Friday's podcast, and uh, listen to uh, him and another guy. They have a, an in-depth discussion of the mechanics of the healthcare bill. It was designed to screw this country out of every last drop of excess income, uh, so that you have less and they have more. That's a Democrat. And uh, and that's why the topic last uh, Saturday on the American Liberty Show was what it was. You got to keep Democrats away from your children. You got to go to the grade school, the middle school, the high school, whatever, and find out who the Democrats are among the staff and take out a restraining order against them, ever setting foot near your children. You have to name them as child molesters. Gee, Dave, that's kind of extreme. No, it's not. Do you know the definition of molest? To hinder or annoy. (laughs) Are they hindering your children by teaching them that uh, they should give up everything they have in favor of uh, those who refuse to be equal? No. Or yes, they are hindering your children. Child molesters, those who hinder or annoy children. And I would call them child molesters in a restraining order application. You go to county superior court, they got a, sh- uh, they got a wall probably with a bunch of forms in uh, sleeves that are mounted on the wall. You go through, you pick out the forms you need, fill out the facts, put the names of the people in there and say that, Uh, Their politics are screwing this country. What they teach the children hinders the children from learning what America is all about. They don't teach American exceptionalism. They won't teach children the law. And they teach children that the mentally retarded are uh, role models. And it's over. They will stay away from my children. And in and then you get the judge's temporary restraining order, you serve it on them, and two weeks later, there's a hearing as to why the injunction should not be permanent. And you have a showdown in front of the judge, and you tell them all about democratic politics. Saying, look at the national debt, and what are they teaching the children? That the health care bill is good, that the president knows what he's doing. Do they have a brain in their head? They got no business near my children. I'm the parent. These are my children. They are not somebody else's. 
parents' rights are children's rights. They are inseparable. And until this child is 18, I determine who will and will not set foot near my child, who will and will not communicate with my child. Those are the rules, and I'm here to enforce them, with or without a court order. But if you want to save this person a lot of grief and maybe even severe personal injury and an extended stay in the emergency room, you will issue a restraining order against this person ever setting foot near my child again. Next, that's what I would do. Uh, The Democratic Party is screwing this country into oblivion, period. And you look at the people that, uh, that are running for president on the Republican side, try to find something wrong with them. Here's what's wrong with Marco Rubio, according to the mainstream media. Oh, he has credit card debt, and he went and bought an $80,000 boat. Well, the boat's like 23, 000, or 23 feet long, and they call it a luxury yacht in the news. In the mainstream media, I'm not talking about Fox. Fox is on the other side going, what are they talking about? It's, it's a small fishing boat. The Clintons wouldn't let shuttle them from shore to their yacht. They'd be embarrassed to be seen in a boat this small. This is the best they can do against Rubio. Oh, he's got a great big old boat, 23 feet long, with no cabin. And, uh, oh, look at the extravagant home that Rubio lives in. It's a four-bedroom, split-level, or two-story house on a cul-de-sac with a bunch of other homes that are really close together. This is the best they can do to discredit, defame, or demean Marco Rubio. And they're doing it. Number one, they're so small that they would try to do this. Number two, it's nothing, and they seize upon it as if it were something. Number three, that equals they don't have anything on Rubio, and yet they open their holes, and it's the entire media that is this uh, childish. So you got Marco Rubio that nobody can find anything against running against Hillary. And now it comes out that there's a whole bunch of emails she didn't turn over. And the ones that just came to light prove she's been lying. David Axelrod was lying. I didn't know about the private server. And they got an email from him to Hillary saying, what's your private email address on your server? She's lying. She's just a lying snake that knew all about Benghazi the night it happened. The president called her. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. We have the proof now. And yet the mainstream media is after the Republicans over whom they have nothing to really point. Uh, let's see, um, Ted Cruz. Oh, we don't want a one-term semin- uh, one-term senator in there. Well, excuse me. We have one right now, and you're falling all over yourselves to tell us and our children how great he is. And then you look at Ted Cruz, and you use that fact to discredit him. Well, excuse me, but before he was a one-term senator, what did he do? He was the Solicitor General of Texas, representing Texas in the U.S. Supreme Court on a bunch of important cases where he kicked the other party's asses. And what was Obama before it became president, one-term senator? He was a street activist. (laughs) He was an activist, community organizer. No, that's activist. That's all he was. He spent all the time he spent in the law library trying to subvert the Constitution. And I spent all of my time trying to save it. We're opposites. 
and Harvard didn't teach him what I know about the tax code. Section 83 explains how to tax your paycheck, and he's never heard of it. Until the last week of January 2009, when I served the president and the new attorney general with a criminal complaint that included my congressional filing of 2006. Now he knows all about it. And I I filed another criminal complaint uh, March 17th of 09 in the mail to the White House. March 20th, the White House received it, priority mail. And five days later, the president at a podium right beside this guy about whom he says, I've appointed former Federal Reserve Chairman Paul Volcker to totally overhaul the tax code. Why do you need to do that? Well, because Dave sent me a couple criminal complaints in a briefing that prove it's federal theft. I caused him to say that. You know why it hasn't been overhauled yet? Because half of the health care bill is an amendment to the Social Security Act, and one-sixth of it is an amendment to the Chapter 1 of the tax code that have to overhaul the health care bill to overhaul the tax code. Checkmate. So the president knows all about this and moves forward. And Dick Cheney comes out a couple months ago, three months ago, to say, you know, if uh, if you wanted a picture of what it would look like if somebody wanted to bring America down, this is what it would look like. Do a search on YouTube. You'll come right to it, I'm sure. Dick Cheney. Obama's bringing America down. That's what I would search for. And uh, there's a vice president, and people said, gee, that's that's poor form for a former vice president to criticize. Uh, it's still his country, isn't it? Uh, he has children and grandchildren here in this country. He's got every right to speak up, whether it's about uh, Bush's successor or otherwise. If it's about his country, he's got every right to speak up. And he said of this president, if you wanted an idea of what it would look like if somebody's trying to bring America down, this is what it would be. And it's going to take a long time to dig out from underneath the damage this president is doing. And in the first 60 days that this president was in office, on a radio show I was doing, I said, he's preoccupied to the point of frustration with destroying America. There isn't a lie he wouldn't tell. And here we are. And look what the Supreme Court just did. Justice Roberts was appointed by Bush number two. And Kennedy was appointed by Reagan. Two conservative appointees. And they just drove uh, through a spear right through America last week. So there's, there's nobody to trust. And what you have to do is pick out one of these Republicans. Uh, and the top of my list, not that I have a preference, I'm just saying that there are some great candidates, Rubio, Cruz, Rick Perry. Rick Perry, he has the best record as a governor out of all the candidates. And, uh, And plenty of these people favor a flat tax because they don't understand that the tax code doesn't even impose these taxes they collect. It's always been theft. So to that degree, they're derelict. However, beyond that, uh, you got a chance of fiscal responsibility, uh, a more potent military, and uh, stricter adherence to constitutional balance of power between the branches. If you were to go with the top Republican, I'm not talking about George Bush or Jeb Bush. I don't trust the guy. But... uh, Donald Trump, Fiorina, Rubio, Cruz, 
Perry, maybe a couple others. Uh, just watch how all this shakes out and listen very closely to them. YouTube is a great resource. Uh, go listen to interviews with all these people. They're talking all the time now. And uh, watch how the race shapes up and pick out somebody you're willing to root for. And uh, the rule has to be in the next election cycle that Republicans vote. You can't afford to stay home on this one. It's about your children and your grandchildren. Not about you anymore. And uh, you have to uh, uh, you have to abandon your spare time. No such thing as spare time. It might be drudgery, but pick up a court case and read it. In your spare time, you can't read too much case law. Pick up key Supreme Court decisions and read them and listen about uh listen to the judges talk about what the government is and is not doing who can and can't do what and uh turn away from the uh football game the baseball game the basketball game forget your favorite teams and uh tune in to uh the news uh Alec or what's his name, Alex Jones. Uh, he's so doom and gloom on enormous topics uh, that I can't really suggest that you listen to him. He may a lot of times know exactly what he's talking about, but uh, he's on uh, a really high plane of huge problems. And if... Uh, you know, if you want to tackle something, start small, and that is the 2016 presidential election. Get involved and make sure you get the right president and uh, vote Republican whenever there's a congressional election because there's no independents that are going to win, and your best chance is Republican. And I'm not saying they are the answer. I'm saying they aren't the problem. They operate in ways that are a problem plenty of time, but uh, much less of the time than do Democrats. So uh, start small, get the right party in power, small changes, and from there, hopefully a uh, an independent or third party will arise. So um, several people have come forward to join the lawsuit uh, in South Dakota, U.S. District Court. In fact, uh, I'm going to give you that web address of that document since you're on the call. It's not available to people who are not on the call, and I'll change the address in just a few minutes. Bear with me here. I'm going to change the address and then give it to you. Okay, HTTP, full colon, double slash. HTTP, full colon, double slash. Take from Caesar.us. Hang on while I type it into the chat. HTTP, full colon, double slash. Take from Caesar.us. Slash files plural f i l e s slash z z z dot p d f that's zebra 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 dot p d f http full colon double slash take from caesar c a e s a r dot u s slash files slash z z z dot p d f now what you get when you download that is a twenty page lawsuit that is not perfect. Uh, I found typos in it. I finished it in a hurry. Uh, I take full credit, even though there were proofreaders. Uh, I take full credit. Uh, on a document such as this, it's almost impossible to be your own proofreader. Uh, even in plain text, if you're reading your book, your own book that you wrote, you're a terrible proofreader. That's the rule. So um, anyway... Take from Caesar.us slash file slash ZZZ.pdf. 
20-page lawsuit and then 350-some pages of evidence that's gone in. And in that case now, uh, the government has filed an admission that they've been served and a notice of appearance from the DOJ saying that Aaron, E-R-I-N, some filthy skank at the Department of Justice, is the attorney of record. And when I say filthy skank, if you're a filthy skank, I didn't mean to insult you. Just uh, first thought. I'm going to get her full name out of the file right now. Lawsuit. Uh, admission of service. Here we go. I think this is it. Um, please note that this case will be ha uh, handled by Aaron Healy Gallagher. Aaron Healy, H-E-A-L-Y, Gallagher, or Gallagher, it doesn't matter, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R, -A uh, Aaron Healy Gallagher, and she's at the uh, Department of Justice in Washington, D.C., in the tax division, and she doesn't have any clue how Section 83 operates when she does her own taxes because she's an ignorant, grimy, extortionist, racketeering public servant, with all due respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, here we go. They got 60 days to respond. And the, uh, the notification is signed by the civil chief acting United States attorney, uh, Randall J. Seiler, signed on his behalf by Diana Ryan, assistant U.S. attorney. So, some people are plaintiffs. And if you want to be a plaintiff to this lawsuit, get a hold of Chris at AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com. Give them your email address, Chris. Or you can go to WeVGov.com and click on subscribe to the email, and you'll get an email and reply to the email and say, you know, I'd really like to join that lawsuit. Uh, what do I have to do to become a co-plaintiff? And we'll join you to the lawsuit as a co-plaintiff for a fee. And uh, the fee is uh, is intended to help us keep the doors open and make you a co-plaintiff. Chris is a plaintiff. And two gentlemen from South Dakota are plaintiffs. A guy from Indiana is a plaintiff. And uh, the other plaintiff, is he from Massachusetts, Chris? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And that would be Sorensen, right? Yeah, except he hasn't uh, filed his affidavit yet. And I'm, I've been meaning to call him, and I, I keep forgetting. Okay. That. Yeah, we'll get him on the job. Uh, he's in Minnesota. Minnesota, that's right. Yeah. So become a plaintiff, folks, from this You'll get absolutely nowhere. The government will never review the IRS. Erin Gallagher doesn't know anything about tax law, and she'll say anything in her motion to dismiss to keep from having to discuss tax law, but everybody that's a plaintiff will be allowed to say thereafter that I even sued for the government for proof that the tax code applies to Americans, and they can't even go on record with their own interpretation of four or five statutes. Uh, it's pathetic. Stay away from me. So that's the only thing you'll get out of this. Unless the court wants to pick up one or two of the issues, they, they might dismiss. There's eight different causes of action in the lawsuit. They might say, well, we're going to drop these, but we'll keep these over here. The plaintiffs want the court to declare that they don't meet the definition of willfulness if at some point in the future they fail to file or fail to pay. That's something the court can do because it's not a lawsuit intended to restrain or curtail the uh, uh, assessment or collection of taxes. It's just that why should we be forced to guess as to whether or not we can be indicted for failure to file or failure to pay when we know that we don't believe we have a duty. In fact, we don't even have a duty to believe in. But you won't review that, Your Honor. So let's just say we don't believe we have a duty. Why should we wonder whether or not we'll be indicted when we know we're innocent? 
and they're asking the court to declare that they're not willful because they don't believe they have a duty. Oh, thank you, Your Honor. That's asking a lot. I know. We really we really put you out of your routine by asking this, and we're sorry to bother you with this. And, and if you'll just forgive us, we might send you a Christmas card. What a ridiculous dilemma that a 20-plus pound tax code and regulations creates uh, out of our right to due process. No, we're not going to talk about the law. It weighs 30 pounds. Get out of our face. We don't have to talk about it. Wow. Servant breath. We sure pay a lot on your mortgage to be treated like this. It's ridiculous. On its best day for for me to have to do this after I completed my treatise in 1994. Five trips to the Supreme Court by October of 98. And still, 17 years later, to have to file a lawsuit over the same issues to show the government is still silent on these. They're ridiculous when they do reply. Eugene George Warner in Alaska says, okay, I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm only named in regulation 26 CFR 1.1-1. Oh, he's claiming to be a non-resident alien, Your Honor. No, I'm not. I'm claiming to be a citizen of the United States like you said I was. I'm only named in a regulation. And the judge says, yep, he's claiming to be a non-resident alien, all right. Well, when they got to run that far from an argument, how can you expect the individual of ordinary intelligence to know that they owe the tax? That's another cause of action in the document. Um, uh, The plaintiffs are asking the court to declare that Regulation 26 CFR 1.1-1 that says citizens of the United States owe this tax is a deviation from statute. It's written under Section 1 of the tax code where the tax brackets are, and Section 1 doesn't mention anybody's citizenship. How can you mention citizenship in a regulation if it's not in the statute? That regulation is null and void. And it's the only thing that seeks to implicate citizens of the United States as subjects of any of the taxes on compensation for services or capital gains. Isn't that funny? So we've got it all thrown against the wall again to see what sticks. And we're asking the court a very technical question. We want this this regulation declared null and void. And we're going to see what Aaron Gallagher says about it. And the first thing the DOJ said when they received it was David Merland. I'm the only one that writes the way I write. I'm the only one that can write this technically about the average individual and the provisions of the tax code. There are people that can write about trusts and insurance policies and hedge fund managers and the rest of that. I don't claim to be up to that level. But as far as the individual, nobody comes close. And I'm the only one that argues these issues, so they've probably got a team in the DOJ that's required to stay familiar with what I do. And uh, I'm out here with no legal duty. They know it. I know it. And I've shared that approach with uh, the plaintiffs in this lawsuit. And if after reading the document, you want to become a co-plaintiff to say that, you know, I think I'm only named in a regulation, too, if I'm a citizen of the United States, arguendo. I'm not waiving any rights, but if that's my citizenship, I'm only named in a regulation. And secondly, I don't think, I think you deprived me of Section 83 when you tax the value of my labor under Chapter 1 and under Social Security chapters. Social Security has never applied to me. If after reading wevgov.com, federal income tax page, and on wevgov.com, click in the upper left-hand column, YouTube 2, take my seminars on YouTube, and read the lawsuit, read the exhibits. And if after all that you think that you're similarly situated to the complainants or the plaintiffs in that lawsuit, we'll join you to the lawsuit. You become a co-plaintiff. And now you're on record having reported to the government, hey, you're criminals, and I want to review that regulation's null and void. What do you say, Your Honor? And uh, we'll join you to the lawsuit. Any questions?
Hey, Chris, can you hear me now? I'm sorry. I, I have my, myself on mute because I'm typing. Um, okay, let me uh, get over here. I want to get back to my email because I have a question that came in through the email, and I think I want to. I told him I would bring it up on on the call, and this is a. I'm kind of uh, with this question. I'm kind of annoyed by it, and I'm, quite frankly, uh, because you know we have so many calls. I mean, you know, two calls a week. And they're mounting up to 200 to 300 calls thus far, all in archive. We have we have done everything we can to establish a over a overview committee, uh, an over, oversight review committee uh, in California, and they and the the leaders decided, well, you know, we're gonna. We're going to play uh, uh, pussyfoot with them and write them nice letters and and ask them uh, questions to see how they answer. And yeah, uh, I haven't I haven't heard from them in three or four months. Not right. a word. And then we uh, then we do have a couple guys that are in the crowd and still want to do something, but they need leadership. And you know, of course, I can't fly out to California. And do what you know what needs to be done. All we can do is give them what we would do if if we were in that position and having that. So here's a question: The guy wrote to me that had bought the books, have uh, joined the lawsuit, and he says uh, we st- we we are still lean and levy by both state and feds. And they have continued to ignore David's Section 83's position. And I like to comment: it's not David's 83 position; it's what the IRS position is. Um, secondly, uh, we we can go. Where do we go from here? What is our next step to enforce our position that they are denying us the use of Section 83? Many, many times, Guy, I have sent you uh, people to talk to. We asked you to join the criminal complaint that was filed to the governor in California, and I'm not going to say I remember if you did or, or you didn't. I don't think you did, but I could be wrong. Uh, okay, and then uh, if they would follow the law, well, yeah, if if, if cow have wings uh we we would we would not owe them much if anything i i have read both david's books and still need to know how to follow through when the tax right. agency hey, Chris, yeah. Chris, how, how to follow through look at what i was doing yeah. that's how to follow through and the group in california turned their back on me and went uh with citizens grand jury or something and uh, uh, sui juris to the third power with some other approach with their local sheriff instead of all 52 sheriffs, instead of sticking with uh, moving toward citizens' arrest uh, discussions with officials. Instead, they scaled down and turned their back on what I felt was the next step. That doesn't change what the next step is. The next step is... You approach all the sheriffs at once, and you ask them, do you have any objection to me arresting these people that are levying my pay? And your objection has to take the shape of your own your own interpretation of Section 83. Yeah. And 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 the um, and and people, you know, there's no magic wand where David or I or anybody else that can just wave and make, oh, let's just make it go away for you. I mean, God, I wish I had that kind of power. But, you know, it, and and people need to get together, and that's what, you know, and I'm trying, I'm doing all I can. In fact, I gotta, I'm going to have to back up a little bit because my health isn't, uh, you know, with this medication I'm taking, I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm a total screwball. 
and and I I know I'm not myself, and I don't like the position that I'm in. But that's another story. The thing of it is, somebody's got to pick up the ball and run with it in your own state, city, and county. I've said many times that people would get together and go to the uh, to the commissioner's meeting and report to crime. Go to the sheriff. I mean, there's there's tons and tons of ways. But just talking about it and preaching every, about it every week, it ain't getting anywhere, man. Right, and uh, I don't know that I have the time to bring somebody else along anyway. Uh, California wasted all my time. So, that was supposed to be that was supposed to be a template that we could go by for other states, and they totally turned their back on everything I did, all the work I did, and they went another direction, and they don't even call me. So uh, California waste, really, I don't have the inspiration or the time to pick up that ball and dribble it again and get somebody else off the ground regarding the Citizens Review Commission. You have to do it. You have to listen to the video, watch the videos, listen to the conference calls about it, and pick up the paperwork, and you have to be a self-starter with it. You can consult with me, but I'm not in. So, I mean, uh, I mean, that's just the way it is, guy. I mean, you know, you wrote the question. I said, I said you know, and I, when I saw this question, I said, this is what I've been talking about for for a couple years now, you know? You've got to be proactive. You cannot sit by the fence. And this is why I'm doing crowdfunding so I can get, I mean, I'm doing my part, guys. I mean, you know, and, and don't pat me on the shoulder and say, great job. It ain't about a great job. It's about doing what we can to get the monkey off of my back as well as my family's back and my friends and other and other Americans around the country. And I like to see this book, The Codebreaker, I mean Codebreaker, the Section 83 equation in the hands of every single accountant, you know, in in the country. And and as well as I'm doing with crowdfunding and I'm doing I'm starting to do well with it you know and uh but as many people you know this list I mean you see only about uh a handful of people on this on this call some sometimes there's 25 sometimes there's only four or five but the downloads in the back office are, are extremely high this reaches in the neighborhood of around 700 people. I should be going gigantic, gigantic with crowdfunding. I mean, you know, because it's a it's a one-time out-of-pocket donation, and if you just get three people back in right away, you get your donations re- recovered and plus put money in your pocket. I mean, you can't get better than that. And what? And, but it ain't about the money. It's about the tool that we can receive in helping you to help others help me get the message across the United States of America. But for those who, well, I can't. You know, I, I, gee, I, I, I don't know. And you know, yeah, I, I like to talk to the sheriff, but I, I just don't know enough. You know, well, you know, like Einstein says, if you don't, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it. And that's why David's book and videos are extremely important for everybody to have in their possession. So if you don't have it, go to wevgov.com. It's right there in the chat. There's W-E, the lower uh, uh, uh uh, v, as in Victor, gov, G-O-V dot com. And go there and look up the products and see what you want to get. And also listen to TalkShoe 59615. We got, a, we got, I mean, we got so many educational products that are totally free. Even if you didn't get the book, even if you didn't, you know, there's videos and everything that, 
you can get enough information to start something. But you know, hey Chris, uh, last last Thursday I was on Randy Shannon's program, and uh, I'm on again tomorrow on Randy Shannon's program. Check my archive. I uploaded the recording of the show that I did there. It's in parts one and two. And there's also that episode about the lawsuit. These are the the most recent three uploads to my archive at 59615. And find Randy Shannon's show uh, tomorrow night. Let's see. I'll get her website if I can track it down real quick here. And uh, uh, tune into her show. I understand she's got quite a following. And uh, let's see here. Well, I've got a million links to sort through. Um, I bet you do. Anyway, Randy Shannon, R-A-N-D-I, Shannon, uh, find her show. I'll be on there tomorrow night and um, listen to the archive, the new shows, if you haven't listened to them already. And uh, keep on keeping on. I'm going to duck out, Chris. Okay. And uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. And and I'm going to end this myself. And here's a link to uh, a guy named Mark Hamlin is doing uh, very, very well. He's one of the top uh, uh, crowdfunding uh, in in We Share Crowdfunding. And there's a video link that he does an excellent uh, uh, pre- presentation on. Also, the website is now up and running. It's been down for a week and a half going through revisions. They had to change to another server and um, uh, because there was just too many people joining uh, at one time. It overloaded the system faster than they, they anticipated, so uh, they made the move. They had to bite the bullet, and we bit the bullet for a week and a half with frustrations, but now it's up and running. So the ones that are on the call that, that have already joined, Get with me, and I'll help you get your uh, your uh, website up, and and you know what to do, and so forth. So, with that said, God bless America, and this call's officially over. Thank you, and good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.